Hello, thank you for uh, uh, listening to our podcast on uh, the subject is your GP Federation, is it PCN friendly? I, um, I'm Justin Cumbridge and I'm a partner in the corporate primary healthcare team at Hempson's and I'm joined by my colleague uh, Matthew Gale, who's a solicitor um, in the team as well. Today we're going to be talking about uh, GP federations and what we have found is that a number of federations have really suffered, for want of a better word, um, with the advent of PCNs, um, but have continued going or perhaps are dormant or have maybe even taken over a practice to run that um, and have other uh, contracts which may or may not be coming to an end. They've also been supporting practices with the DESIs, um, so more um, especially, as it were, PCNs. But they're now looking to the future and wondering how they can become PCN friendly and in effect become a federation of PCNs. So, uh, and the context perhaps for that also is the um, Health and Care Act, which at the present is a bill, but is expected to be enacted in 2022. Uh, because looking at that, it talks about being at uh, delivering services at place level. So place is the area that people identify with. So it may be 250 to 500,000 population, which is much larger than uh, the population of a PCN. So we were invited by some federations to align the federation with the PCNs. And uh, to do this, first of all, we had to look at how the federation was set up currently. Perhaps, uh, Matt, you can tell me some of your experience of how you saw PC, uh, how you saw these federations. Um, so historically, the GPPOs or the GP federations that we had been setting up had been aligned around their practices that they supported. Um, so you had companies set up with a range of practices all the way from sort of two, three, four practices all the way up to 20, 30 practices where all the practices held their own shares via a nominee. The key point to note being that GP practices in themselves being partnerships, generally speaking, can't hold shares in their own right as a partnership is not a legal entity. So a trustee often held shares on behalf of their partnerships. And then when you look at the federations, we're starting to see how the directors and shareholders are set up. And what what have you found about, you know, with the directors? The directors historically had been appointed either as practice directors, so they had been appointed to represent their own practice, um, or it had been done on sort of a locality or net neighbourhood basis where a sort of a cluster of practices, maybe four, five, six practice sized areas um, would appoint one director to a board who would represent their area. This obviously get, this can create quite a large board 
when you have a, a GPPO or GP Federation that has 30, 40 practices. The smaller ones generally tended to have a director just appointed on behalf of their practice. And as this has now changed into being aligned with PCNs, this the board of directors has in some cases changed so that the directors are now aligned with PCNs rather than rather than their individual practices. So the boards of directors are often smaller now um, and there are often directors who represent the PCN and also separate directors that are appointed more on an expertise basis to ful fulfill certain roles such as commercial directors and finance directors, CEOs and chairs. Yeah, that's quite important, isn't it? Because when you're setting up a company, you need to really oh, ensure that the people on the board are there, are the best people for the company. And that isn't necessarily the people who represent the shareholders um, by sort of election or something like that. Yes. So when you look at with your federation, you sort of need to think about what your vision for the future is. What 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 could the federation be doing? Is it going to be a voice in the ICS for all the practices, or and or is it going to be providing services, and or is it going to be providing support services to um, the different uh, to to the practices or the PCNs? And depending on your vision, that will rather dictate how you actually structure the company. So, um, Matt, if I was going to want to structure the company aligned with PCNs, how, how would you envisage that being done? So how you want to restructure the company to align with PCNs depends on how it's currently structured. Historically, the GPPOs have been structured in various ways, depending on what was suitable at the time. A lot of GPPOs had a structure where you had one share held by shareholders on behalf of their one practice, and all the practices in that GPPO had equality. So they all had one vote per practice. They were often paid dividends on an equal basis. However, other GPPOs were structured with a lot more weighting between practices depending on their sizes. So in those situations, practices with larger patient list sizes often had more votes or larger dividends compared to the smaller ones. So the GPPOs with the weighted structures often had a share, a shareholding structure where they had shares issued based on patient list sizes. So instead of having one share per practice, you could often have 5,000 shares for one practice, 10,000 for another. So going forward to restructure that, if you're going for a simpler model going forward, where it's you're going back down to a one share per practice model, or you are aligning it with one share per PCN, if you're having a GPPO that's representing multiple PCNs, then you'll need to restructure the shareholding and possibly cancel some shares. So to do so, there are various methods of achieving this. Um, the historically, 
the option that everybody used to do was a purchase of own shares. And the purchase of own shares was was drafting an agreement basically between the company and the shareholder, which allowed the company to purchase the shares from that shareholder. This then needed approving by all of the other shareholders collectively. Nowadays, there's an alternative route, which is the reduction of share capital. And this method allows a company to purchase, effectively purchase back and then cancel the shares, but without the need for agreeing a contract or an agreement between the individual shareholders. But this does come with strict time timescales, and this involves the directors signing a solvency, state, solvency statement confirming that the company will continue to be solvent for the next 12 months following this reduction of share capital. Yeah, so so you do this um, um, restructure of shares and I think what we could then do is issue new shares to the PCNs, as you say, which could be done on patient this size of all their collective um, uh, practices or it could be that they is one per PCN um, and then the PCNs can um, have within the company a committee where they run their PCNs within the company um, and any profits or surpluses that that PCN makes um, is retained within the PCN um, and but at the same time they're connected and integrated with the company having a board member on the um, board of the company and also within the committee so there's a direct communication there and then the board would um, be representative of all the PCNs and um, would be able to drive the company forward working at place um, and would be a serious contender for contracts which are to, uh, to provide healthcare at place level. So I think that will be um, by doing that reorganization, if your vision is that you're going to be running those contracts at place level, you need to um, represent all the practices um, and you also need to have that strong unified voice with the ICB. Um, in order to ensure those contracts are going to come down to you and are going to be properly funded. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope this has been of interest. And if you are thinking of restructuring your um, federation or you need help with contracts, then please do contact us, um, any of the partners of the primary healthcare team, um, but of course, um, either Matt or I would be happy to hear from you. Thank you very much for listening.